It is Thursday, the 10th of May. We have interleague play next week. Uh, snuck up on us. Very huh? sneaky. How very about that? annoying. Is it? I'm over it. <laughs> I like it. I'm over it. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of getting tired of the whole unbalanced schedule thing to begin with. All the extra division games. Uh, when I first started watching back in the day, NL teams played NL teams, and they played them an even number of times. And they liked it. And they did, yes. And you sound like Cole Hamels right now. <laughs> Scott White. Old school. As oh, old school no. as Cole Hamels. Oh, no. I don't mind interleague play. I like it. But I think baseball would be so much better if we had, like, a 140-game season. No. No? No, I don't want to cheat myself of... 22 extra games. I know it's a lot, but it, it mess up all the numbers. Yeah. That's, that what too, you can't mess up the numbers that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. All right, here we go. We got prospects report coming up later. Buy or sell, three up, three down, rotation. You know, we do the three up, three down rotation segments every day, but now we have to add bullpen as its own segment because it is just like the year of bullpen craziness. More blown saves last night. Uh, how about. Liriano getting demoted to the bullpen. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got a lot of injuries to update you on. And we've got the stat of the day here. The Royals beat John Lester for the first time since 2006. John Lester had dominated the Royals. He even threw a no-hitter against them. But yesterday they got him for four runs, only one earned in five innings. Really, the stat of the day is just an excuse to talk about John Lester. One and three with a 4.29 ERA and somewhat alarming 28 strikeouts in 42 innings. Is there any concern about Mr. Lester? A little bit. You know, you said the strikeout total was somewhat alarming. I can agree with that. That's Those are not John Lester kinds of numbers. And he, he he had some good starts. I think his first two starts were pretty good. But I don't feel like he's just blown away anybody yet this year. And it's we're getting into May. So, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, he's normally a slow starter. Uh, so that he has that going in his favor. He's certainly gotten off to worse starts than this. I feel like his fastball's been down. I'm just totally talking out of my, <laughs> you know what, right now. Do you feel but, like a lot of people's fastballs are down? Well, there, there's, there's definitely. I feel like we've talked about that more this year than others. Can you pull it up there on um, on Fangraphs here to? Sure. I, I I know when I saw him in person, it was like ninety, ninety one, and I feel like Lester is better than that. Yeah. Well, he's certainly better than four point two nine. But, you know, he is John Lester. He did get off to a slow start last year. We'll let Al pull that up, um, and we'll move on from the stat of the day to the quote of the day. Miguel Olivo called John Jaso, quote, the best clutch hitter ever, end quote. Do you agree or disagree with uh, Miguel Olivo? I think that's probably <laughs> – I don't even think I can respond to that. <laughs> probably going to disagree there. Yeah. He's probably seen more clutch hitters than I have, but, yeah, that's kind of strains credibility. And we go from the quote of the day to the tweet of the day from Keith Reed, <laughs> who uh, actually tweeted Al and then tweeted me. Just saw that Lance Nix just left the game with the injury. How will the Nats replace him? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, that's making fun of me. Very good there. Um, Lance Nick's certainly not on the Nationals, now we know that. you have any uh, John Lester info? I do, yeah. No, um, not down a lot, um, although it's kind of interesting because from 2009 to here, uh, Lester's fa- average fastball velocity has gone down about a mile, uh, a mile an hour and a half from 93.7 to 92.3, but it's been a slow incremental drop each year. So I don't really put too much into that. Um, yeah, no, probably yeah. not. 
So, guess I'm not that worried about Lester. <laughs> <laughs> but works for me. Yeah, you know the other thing that's been sort of incremental though is the erosion of his control, and that's really the thing I'm I'm more worried about. Uh, he, I don't know how many he walked yesterday. Wish I had that. But anyway, let's move on. A little segment we'll call Thought They Were Studs. And Tim Lincecum and Josh Johnson make this segment. Tim Lincecum, 2-3, and 5.89 ERA. This is actually pretty funny because we got an email from a guy who gave an alias of Tim Lincecum. He set up an email address. It's like Tim Lincecum something, whatever, at Gmail. Uh, and the email was, has it stopped being sexy for every fantasy expert to hate Tim Lincecum yet? And then he put in parentheses, I'm typing this out. If after the third inning, please feel free to, to go back to hating him if things change. And then he gave up four runs in the fourth. <laughs> so, yeah, we are going to hate Tim Lincecum. Eight strikeouts uh, in five innings against the Dodgers, but four runs, eight hits, two walks. Scale of one through ten, how concerned are you right now about Tim Lincecum? Seven. That's pretty high. <laughs> it is, yeah. Well, because okay. we keep waiting, and it's, yeah, it's not, you know, two, three weeks ago I had the panic – meter pretty low but he hasn't given me anything to okay. get excited about here no i guess i'll go six i, I mean i i feel like if it if it gets i guess maybe i'm interpreting the panic meter differently because lincecum even this version of lincecum is useful you know i, I don't know that how he, useful though i mean he's got a 5.89 era the only thing he's really doing is striking people out right sure he well he's had a couple good starts in there otherwise uh, more than just strikeouts, but, but yeah, I guess, I guess maybe I put myself at like a six because I, I feel like it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for him to, to turn this thing around. I think with all the hits he's giving up, all the walks he's giving up, you know, the, the decrease in the fastball for him, which is, which is definite. We don't need to go out, but we don't need to let Al start yeah. searching for that. Uh, that leads to increased hits and then his control's just been getting worse and worse every year. Um, so the whip goes up, the ERA goes up. He's pitching only five innings at a time. Uh, I just see this this thing kind of snowballing. Well, the snowball effect is what we're seeing now, I guess. Buy or sell, Tim Lincecum's ERA is under four at the end of the year. Um, I will buy that high threes. Yeah, I I could, but I feel like I'm stretching it. So I think if I'm being honest, I'm I'm taking the over. Okay. Yeah. Josh Johnson allowed two runs in seven innings against the Astros. How panicked are you on him? Well, not at all. He looked. He got off to a little bit of a rough start last night, but uh, for the most part, uh, Johnson looked pretty good. So uh, he he's been inconsistent, but he's throughout the the short part of the season. I mean, he's had a number of good starts, so I'm not really worried about him at all. And he's a guy who's another guy whose velocity's been down, but down like 94 miles per hour, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh he's still got one of the hardest fastballs among starting pitchers and I think it's plenty good enough for him to to be very successful going forward. I feel like it's mostly just been a command issue related to rust and and uh, this is hopefully a step in the right direction. Three up, three down, rotation. Here we go. Three up number one is Ike Davis. He hit a three-run homer yesterday, still batting under 200. Scott, is he going to turn it around? I feel like he's probably going to. Um, you look at the the peripherals. There has been some bad luck involved with this slow start. I, I know he has the, the valley fever kind of hanging over the whole situation and, and – just knowing the history with that Connor Jackson, what it did to him, that's a little scary. But 
I feel like if that was really the issue, he wouldn't have four home runs so far. He'd have the low batting average and, and maybe one home run, maybe none. Uh, I, I think uh, I think over time they're still trusting him against left-handers. He hit a uh, – I don't know if his home run was off a left-hander, but he started against uh, Cliff Lee yesterday. So they're clearly sticking with him, and I think as long as that goes on, he's going to turn it around. Yeah, I think that homer was, was late in the game. Yeah, I'm pretty one. sure it wasn't off Lee, yeah. but he'd started against Lee. Three up number two is Adam Lind. He was dropped, actually, from cleanup to eighth in the order, so he could have been in three down, but he hit a two-run homer, so he made three up. Who would you rather own, Ike Davis or Adam Lind, Al? Ike Davis for sure, yeah. Okay, Adam Lind, is he going to be a mixed league relevant guy? Only just as a stream guy, you know, almost sort of desperation. I just, you know, I don't think he's as bad as he's been so far, but I think the the power numbers we saw from him, what, two, three seasons ago, I think that's probably the best we're going to see from him. Three up number three is Alan Craig. He homered three times in four games for the Cardinals. So he's owned about half our leagues right now. What does his future look like with Berkman coming back? Would you want to own Alan Craig? You know, talk about that. I think his future looks like Mark Trumbo's. Uh, I think his bat is too good for them to just leave him out altogether, but there is no clear spot for him. Uh, maybe spelling Berkman sometimes, maybe spelling John Jay sometimes, maybe even uh, David Fries or, you know, we've seen Craig start at second. I don't know that Mike Matheny's going to go on that limb like uh, Tony La Russa did, but it, it's at least the possibilities there. Um, and so, yeah, maybe at the when all's said and done, He'll be 350 to 400 at-bats, which, considering the time he missed at the beginning of the season, is still a pretty good amount. Uh, he's he's uh, he's on the borderline, I think, in mixed leagues when Berkman comes back. Okay, Craig or, or Trumbo? Well, I'd go Craig because I, I think he's the better player. Trumbo's just all power, and Craig is, uh, is a more well-rounded hitter. Interesting. When you said Kreger Trumbo, I thought you were giving him a nickname, Kreger the Kreger. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with Scott. He's a better hitter than Trumbo. I'd go with, with Craig. Not giving him a nickname there, Al. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I just did then. Three up number four, actually. We don't really need to discuss much, but Andrew McCutcheon, he's getting hot. Homers in two straight games, four hits yesterday. And he scored, and I'm trying to find the replay of this, and I couldn't. He scored from second base on an infield single. Did anyone see this? I did not, no. Uh, there was a, like a ground ball to short, I think. And uh, I don't even think the throw went to first base. I think uh, the shortstop just kind of ate the ball, and then McCutcheon was already around third, and he scored on an infield single from second base. I would love to see that. I will try to look it up today. Three down. Hey, can, can, we, can we make this five up? Yeah. Because uh, I'm really surprised you didn't no. put this in here. But no? Five up's illegal. Four up's okay. Three up, five up now. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What about Matt Joyce? Matt Joyce. Hurt his ankle. He actually was in the show originally, oh, okay. and then I took him out. Too much. Uh, just so much today. Matt Joyce hit his seventh home run, hurt his ankle homering. He fell down and still launched one into, like, the second row in right field uh, off David Robertson. And I thought we could bring that up when we talked about bullpen struggles. Okay, well. But Matt Joyce, buying it? Consistent guy um, in your lineup every week? What What's really helped Matt Joyce is Evan Longoria's injury because it— not wanting to put a, a a a bad hitter at both third base and second base, they've left Zobris at second base. Joyce staying in the outfield against both righties and lefties, and uh, those extra bats keep him plenty viable in mixed leagues. I don't, I don't. Uh, we're still a few weeks away from Longoria returning, so there's not much to worry about right now. 
but I, I still think there could come a time when he's back to just sit starting against the righties, and that'll obviously cut into his mixed league value. But right now, yeah, I think he's he's definitely worth owning and playing. By the way, send us an email, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Put podcast in the subject line. All right, three down. Here we go. <laughs> Carlos Pena, two for 27 in May. He's owned in 95% of leagues, started in 77%. He's only batting 234 now. He homered three times in the first six games, only twice since then. Is he droppable or just sittable or what? I don't think he's droppable, maybe sittable, but um, you it know, depends on your format. Ten-team league, I would say, sittable. But this is just regression to the mean for Pena. I mean, it was crazy when he was hitting over 300 earlier in the year, and, and even the power explosion was a little bit above and beyond what you would expect from Pena. So I think this is just a little bit of evening out for him. And he's still, to me, a guy that will turn it around again and that you should start in most formats. Would you drop him for Adam Lind? Uh, no, I would not. Would you drop him for Mitch Moreland? No. Scott, Adam no, Lind no, no, Mitch no. Moreland? No. Scott, Eric Hosmer. Finally sat. They sat him down for the first time this season. Against John Lester. Yes, against a tough lefty. Uh, he's batting 111 in his last 11 games. Ooh, you got, you got a little defensive there out there, Eric <laughs> Hosmer. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think it's any secret how much I like Eric Hosmer. And I, it's, it, this is kind of depressing because I feel like he's been – he suffered from maybe the worst luck of any hitter so far. I actually like I, – I actually like uh, – some of what I see in his stat line. The home run rate is up. The walk rate is up. Uh, I think he's he's looking like a better player overall than, than we saw last year. He just needs to start getting some of those hits to fall in. Um, I I don't think I'm... I'm I, I think it's gone on long enough that you can at least start thinking about sitting him first for a while, uh, particularly because there's going to be three lefties on the schedule for the Royals next week, so they might... Uh, consider sitting him for a couple of those games too, but I I still think he's going to come back in a very loud and exciting way. <laughs> Sounds like buy low to him. me. Absolutely. All right, three down, number three. Ricky Weeks batting one sixty four. Is Ricky Weeks going to be a bust this year? Could be um, because yeah, unlike Hosmer, um, there aren't that many good signs for Weeks. He's just striking out and popping up a lot. Um, and I, I, you know, a lot of people are asking, should they drop him? Should they trade him? And I'm, I'm saying stick with him for at least a couple more weeks because there's enough there, obviously, in the last few seasons that uh, I'm not going to get that torqued up about a, a bad month. But it, it, let's be straight about it. It's been a bad month. I, um, I got a tweet. I don't know if it was a tweet or an email recently. So many oh, ways go- to reach you these days. Yeah, Ricky Weeks <laughs> or Jason Kipnis, rest of the season. I I I I, uh, hesi- I hesitated. I, I still sided with Weeks, but I'm the Kipnis believer here. I know Al's, Al was more of the Kipnis detractor. So uh, what do you say? Yeah, and no, I would say Weeks. Okay. Uh, but you know, again, Weeks has been bad enough that that's just not and the Kipnis instant. Good yeah, that that's just not the instant response uh, yeah. that it was to, even a couple weeks ago. Rotation time. Unless we have uh, any more three downs, Al. Are we good? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, I'm good with the, the imbalance. I'm good with the imbalance schedule, and I'm good with the imbalance segments. I see, I see. Uh, rotation time. Five pitchers from yesterday you caught our eye. Jake PVA, 1-3-6 ERA over his last five starts. He's been really good this year, and he's, he's faced some good opponents, too. He just hasn't just beat up on a bad schedule. PV or Strasburg? Still going, Stras. Yeah, I think so. But that's more about Strasburg. PV or 
Darvish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to that pirate email later. Yeah, I know, right? Darvish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I, I like PV a lot, and I, I've, I've said before, I think he's a top 25 option maybe, uh, but I still think Darvish is better. Jason Vargas, rotation spot number two. He's a top 10 fantasy pitcher right now. <laughs> He is owned in 59% of leagues, and he held the Tigers in check. One run in eight innings yesterday. Five hits, no walks, six Ks. He's 4-2, and 2.79 ERA. Al, a little bit of a moment of truth here for Vargas because uh, I just picked him up, but I may not even start him next week, and here's why. Okay. Vargas is a 3.86 ERA on the road. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No. 1.27 ERA at home. Next week, he's at Boston and at Colorado. Ooh, he seems like a stash to me right now. Yeah, well, probably I would say so. And it's you know funny that you bring up those splits because I said when you said he's a top ten, right? You said top ten. Yeah, he's right uh, now. He is. Um, yes, I got to look at the uh, at the game log for him, and you know that's that's been a that home road road thing's been a you know a phenomenon for him for uh, you know pretty much his whole career and certainly his career with Seattle. Um, but you know what? He's been pretty good everywhere. His worst starts are at Texas and at Detroit. You would probably expect that. But he did okay at Toronto. And then, yeah, the rest of his starts are home starts. Or no, I take that back. He had a couple starts in Oakland. So, Oakland, yeah, I think yeah. there's – so, yeah, I think there's a little bit of, you know, home cooking that's uh, helped him out here in some, some favorable road starts. But that said um, – just some research that I did uh, yesterday. The Mariners have been really pretty good at preventing ground ball base hits. Vargas has been more of a ground ball pitcher this year than in the past. Now, again, after a month, I don't have a whole lot of faith that that's going to stick. But, you know, as long as you got Brendan Ryan and, you know, a, a pretty solid um, infield defense behind you, he might sort of cheat the odds a little bit and be a better pitcher than, you know, his stats would otherwise indicate. Let's play the waiver wire here. Vargas or Drabeck? Vargas. I, Drabeck looks like he's going the same route with the poor control that he did last year, I think. Yeah. Um, by the way, Drabeck, even more so the case in terms of having a great de- uh, defense behind him, and, and he is a reliable ground ball pitcher. So that, for, for me, makes it more of a, um, uh, an even uh, contest. But yeah, I'll give the edge to Vargas. Vargas or Capuano? Capuano. Yeah, for the strikeouts. Vargas or Jason Hamill? Hamill. I, um, I'm a believer in Hamill. You sure are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim Hudson, rotation spot number three. He threw seven innings of one-run ball in Chicago. He only struck out one, though. He had been striking out a pretty good amount of batters. What do you make of this start, Scott? He's still not a strikeout pitcher. I don't, I don't worry when Tim Hudson gets only one strikeout. I, I'm, I'm encouraged overall the return from uh, uh, ab- abdominal or actually back surgery, but they went through the front, so <laughs> which is gross to think about. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I feel like he's the same pitcher, and, and that is someone you're going to start more often than not in mixed leagues. I think, Scott, you had the comment of the day, actually, about this game yesterday. <laughs> you remember what you said about the, the oh, other uh, starting pitcher? You, you know it's, you know it's oh, bad Paul when Mahalo. you get shut out by Paul Mahalam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think your exact words uh, were something like, uh, a one nothing loss to Paul Mahalam is the, the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> something <laughs> like that, yeah. That's pretty bad in baseball terms. Jeff yeah. Neiman dominated the Yankees one run in seven innings, but uh, not a guy who goes deep into games. First time he's pitched more than five and two-thirds. Neiman's owning half our leagues. Neiman or Vargas? Neiman. Neiman. You like him? Yeah, I do like him. <laughs> Hello, Neiman. <laughs> he, went, he went seven yesterday, which was important because yeah. yeah. he hadn't gone even six right. <laughs> before that. 
Uh, he keeps doing that. Yeah, he's he's a good good guy. Good guy. Only one and a half our league, so. You yeah, know, get on that. one of the more under-owned players, probably. And we talked about Christian Friedrich yesterday, and we thought he's going to have a good start in San Diego, and he did. So what do you make of it? One earned run on five hits, one walk, seven strikeouts for the Rockies. I uh, read something interesting on him. Uh, we talked about him, I think, before in, in the prospects, uh, prospect section. Yeah, last week. Um, he... Uh, Two terrible years in double-A, back-to-back. Looked like he had completely fallen off the map as a prospect, but he spent the offseason working out with Cliff Lee, who taught him how to get a better downward plane on his pitches, and obviously we're seeing much better results. Yeah, I don't know, um, I don't know uh, specifically what that means to what exactly he changed, but... Yeah, it's it's working, and knowing that he has the pedigree to back it up, it's 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 uh, encouraging enough that I'm taking a flyer on Friedrich in deeper leagues. Pomerantz or Friedrich? I think they're they're probably closer than the average person thinks, especially since Pomerantz isn't off to a great start. But I'll still give Pomerantz the edge. Okay, uh, then let's look at bullpens here, and we'll just kind of decide. Who we're worried about. But first, a note, Chris Sale getting an MRI on his elbow. So I would assume we're kind of worried about Chris I, Sale. I picked up Addison Reed in the podcast league, a couple other leagues. I um, This is this is so strange what's going on with Sale. I, I just, just, just my hunch. My hunch says he goes on the DL regardless of what the MRI turns up, and then he's back to starting when he comes off it. That's That's just my baseless hunch okay but addison reed a good guy to pick up absolutely here. yeah sure if, no, he, got... if he gets the closer role he's going to keep it i think i agree it's a shame because we talked about this yesterday morning and we weren't as gung-ho because we didn't know chris sale was going to get an mri on his elbow but here we yeah. are all right steve shisek blew it in the ninth heath bell pitched well in the 10th what's going on there I think not much, and I hope that this doesn't affect uh, Cishek's uh, future as a closer because he actually didn't pitch that badly at all. Um, and basically the key play was that um, there was a Carlos Lee ball uh, that went to right field, and Stanton sort of misplayed it. He dove for it, got past him, turned into a triple. You know when Carlos Lee gets a triple, that's yeah. you know there's something going on there. <laughs> so that's a run that, that might have been preventable, and, and he could have, you know, if Stanton played it differently, maybe wound up with the save. He made some nice pitches, too. So the, I think, to me, the more interesting and significant thing here, instead of the blown save, is Heath Bell actually pitching well in the 10th. So uh, not don't know what to make of that, but I think short-term shouldn't mean anything. It's, it's, yeah, it seemed like Ozzie Guillen still wanted to see a couple more of this, but uh, if I, it might just be a couple more outings like this. J.J. Putz got, got uh, shelled yesterday. J.J. Putz, four runs in two-thirds of an inning. First time he pitched in five days. David Robertson blew a save, gave up four runs, loaded the bases for the second straight night. Rafael Dolis got the save. All right, well, you know what? Let's do this. Putz, Robertson, Sean Marshall, John Axford. Who's concerned about any of these guys? I'm, I'm concerned about Marshall and, and a little bit about Robertson. Uh, just because I think it it looked like he was clearly the guy using on back-to-back days here, and now Soriano might still be in the picture because of this blown save. I, I still think it's Robertson's. I still think he's going to ultimately be fine. Maybe nerves got the better of him replacing Rivera. Uh, but I, I don't know that that's going to be a long-term issue for him. Uh, Marshall has had a couple rough outings now, and Baker was concerned about using him on back-to-back days in the first place. 
Chapman's been lights out, yeah. <laughs> zero ERA still. So it it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if something ends up changing there in the not too distant future. I, yeah, I worry about Marshall, um, and it's unfortunate because I don't think he should be in danger of losing his job. He has had a couple of bad games, but I mean, just about every closer has. Yeah, and otherwise he's he's been fine. Um, but I agree with Chapman lurking there. Um, I, I worry a little bit. And the Blue Jays are replacing Francisco Cordero with Casey Jansen. This is temporary until Santos comes back. Uh, should we pick up Jansen? Just it, it might just be for a couple weeks, but I, I think it'll be good for for those couple weeks. Uh, it's been a been a, one of the more underrated setup men in the game the last few years. Jansen or Dolis? Jansen. Okay. Dolis is not is Dolis the closer for the Cubs? He's got three saves now. For now, it, it, it looks like it looks like <laughs> it. I don't know that he'll uh, he'll make it. Okay, because I don't think he's very good. Injuries, news, and notes. The uh, the Twins move Francisco Liriano to the bullpen and Danny Valencia to AAA. Any interesting replacements here? Not especially. Uh, P.J. Walters uh, gets the rotation spot in, in uh, place of Liriano. He had, I think, a, maybe a start or two for the Cardinals uh, within the last couple of years. Um, you know, worth taking an AL only, but not, not outside of that. And then uh, in terms of the uh, the infield situation there, uh, just means uh, Alexi Casillas back in the starting lineup. Jamie Carroll gets shifted over to third base. I also don't see much interesting there, really. They hope Justin Morneau will be ready by May 15th. By the way, drop Liriano. In uh, all but deeper Deep. leagues where you can stash him on your bench and just wait it out. Yeah. Yadier Molina was hit on the hand. It's not broken, just bruised. Yoana Cespedes' hand is not broken, just strained. Eric Bedard left yesterday's start with back spasms. Brad Lincoln pitched well in relief. Ooh, who Here saw this go. one coming? <laughs> Here we go. That's a shame. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Eric yeah. Bedard. Uh, here's some a few players to keep in mind. Jorge De La Rosa. Brett, he, he could be back, what, next month maybe, De La Rosa? I think maybe late next month. Okay. Brett Anderson could be back mid-June. Steven Drew could be back late this month. Manny Ramirez due back later this month. Uh, Josh Beckett apparently likes golf more than baseball, uh, guys. The <laughs> story just gets weirder and weirder. Oh, the Red Sox, what a crazy season they're having so far. I don't think Josh Beckett really likes playing there anymore. <laughs> you think so? I think he's, he's They pretty... took away my chicken and my video games, and well, I don't want to be there no, anymore. No, not that. I, I just, he's, he's gotten feisty when they talked about how his uh, strikeouts were down. or Was it strikeouts? It was one or the other. Strikeouts of velocity, and he was like, it used to just be all about winning, and now it's about this. And, and obviously he had that situation at the end of last year and now this it just seems like the the negative attention that wouldn't get so much attention in other markets might uh yeah might be getting to him there there might there might be a bit of a between him and eucalyptus there might be a few big names out the door if if the red sox don't get back in it jeremy guthrie could start tuesday brandon mccarthy has a sore right shoulder his status for saturday is unknown the Royals called up Johnny G. Vitella, who was raking in AAA, and uh, they gave Al a nice out here with his Jonathan Sanchez uh, support because they put him on the DL, so now you know he was injured, Al. Nothing you can do about That's that. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to be all right if he was healthy. How about G. Vitella? <laughs> uh, I'm actually happier about that because, as Scott knows, I've got him in a, in a couple of leagues, including a, a sim league that we're both in. Um, 
it, you know, I mean, this is supposedly uh, just a temporary thing. They wanted um, a lefty bat on the bench, or, uh, or I'm sorry, a, um, a righty bat on the bench. Um, but um, you know, I think he could play his way into more playing time and, and stick around. Hopefully, they uh, they have Chris Getz there, and that's not getting uh, the job done. Yeah, I mean, he's, last <laughs> I checked, on. he was hitting over 300. So yeah, that's true. He's not. He hasn't been terrible. Um, and and Gia Vitella, I mean, he's not like a can't miss guy or anything. Good minor league numbers, but he struggled in his stint last year. So uh, kind of a wait and see situation with him, I think. Juan Rivera on the DL, and we've got minor injuries for Tulowitzki, Desmond Jennings, Alex Avila. Let's play buy or sell. I make a statement. You tell me if you buy it or then, or if you sell it. And then we'll do our prospects report, and then we'll try to get to some emails. Buy or sell, Mike Trout will be worth starting in three outfielder leagues. I buy. He's gotten hot, and yeah, I think he's good enough for that. I'm going to sell. Still a little skeptical. Uh, Brandon Morrow. Al, this is okay. Here we, so again, it wasn't exactly uh, a tough matchup for Morrow, but he struck out 11 A's, and right now he is... A, definitely a top 10 fantasy pitcher. He's 4-0 with an 0-6-7 ERA in his last four starts. Um, buy or sell, Brandon Morrow is a number two starter this year. Sell. He's an improved starter, and maybe the strikeouts now are for real. I think we still can't really tell. But no, I'm not buying him yet as a number two. I'd say maybe number four. Number four. Scott? Mm. I don't know that I can go as high as two, but I'm I'm – Higher than Al is. I think he might be just, he might be in the 25 to 30 range as opposed to top 24. That would be number three. Yeah. Buy or sell, Irvin Santana is back. Mm, Selling. I buy it. Three good starts in a row, went deep in all of them. One was a really good strikeout performance, too. Yeah, he struck out 10 Blue Jays two starts ago, and then yesterday only struck out one twin. Yeah. But seven and, and, and I mean, a third. That's okay. I mean, yeah. Santana, probably less than seven per nine anyway. Also, when awful, all said and done, awful run support uh, for Santana. Yeah, yeah so far. So the one and six record has been. It, it should be more like three and four or something. So you, if if the statement is Santana's back to two twenty ten numbers, you know, two thousand nine numbers, sure, I'll, I'll buy that. But to me, I want to see the Santana I saw second half of last year, and I'm selling that. Buy or sell, Aramis Ramirez is a bust. I sell. Uh, got off to a terrible start each of the last two years. Was hitting like 169 through the end of May two years ago and had only two home runs through the end of May last year. So him hitting 220 with two home runs, when you put it in, in perspective, is, is really not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy or sell, Brian LaHare is this good. Sell. And I, I, I like the power, but you know, he's just not going to be a batting average guy. Um. Yeah, I guess I have to sell that this good. I, I think there is a little bit of certainly early season inflation going on. I, I think he's very good though, and and impossible to bench in most leagues. The hair or Edwin Encarnacion. Uh. uh. <laughs> well, I Scott's thinking over. I'll go E five. Yeah. Yeah. If I need a tiebreaker, oh, it's the positionality. Really I, I think but... I'll go, I think I'll go Lahair. Ooh, okay. I think so. Lahair or Adam Dunn. Uh, I'd gone Lahair a few times in that comparison already. Yeah. See, I'm going Dunn because I think Dunn is back. And well, yeah, Dunn... I think Dunn is back too. But 
240 hitter. I, I think LaHare at least has some hope of hitting for batting average. Nah, I don't really have that hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the, the no low batting average, high homer quantity as you know, Dunn is. Buy or sell, Brandon Inge will be, Brandon Inge will be revived in Oakland. Sell. <laughs> what do you mean by revived? I mean, Where he's actually good? doing some decent things. Yeah, he'll hit. He'll hit a few home runs, but he'll also hit 200. So I'm <laughs> buy or sell. Brandon Inge will be reviled in Houston. I'll buy that in, one. in uh, Oakland, <laughs> or maybe Houston too. Yeah, wherever he ends up. Omar Infante is a top 12 second baseman this year. Buy or sell? I see your note here. He's number seven right now. I guess he did miss some time. That's probably why he's that low. But uh, still, if he's fallen all the way to seven already, I'm gonna sell. But Sell he homered recently. I know he did. He's got, what, six now? I still don't buy Seven? the power surge. Yeah, I think it's six. Um, six, yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm selling that. It wouldn't be crazy. I think he's right in that neighborhood, but I'll take the under. Somewhat of an, an interesting trend with Neftali Felice. As I was watching his start two nights ago, he, he, he kind of ran out of gas in, I think, the sixth inning. Hmm. He still got out of a jam with a strikeout, but he wasn't as sharp. Uh, so buy or sell, Neftali Feliz will run out of gas in the second half, and fantasy owners should sell high on Feliz. I'm going to sell that because I just don't think he's been all that great so far. I don't think he's going to drop off far from it. So, Well, he hasn't been – he's been pretty good. I mean, I, I buy it because the comparison I made – You buy that he's a sell high. I, I buy that he's right. a sell high. <laughs> right. um, the comparison I made was Alexi Ogando last year. It looked like he was a pretty good pitcher. Uh, but then when the second half came, he kind of ran out of gas and, and then ended up... I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to go so far that Feliz ends up back at the bullpen, but kind of the same uh, process. You know, Scott, you're right, because I'm looking, he has better fantasy stats than, than I thought, um, and that may, maybe he's brought them up. Um, I, I think, Al, I think the last start yeah, brought did help up. a lot. Yeah, because yeah, he's got 338 ERA and a 116 whip, so that's pretty good. So... Uh, I, I may revise because I don't think he's going to have stats that good, you know, later in the year. Buy or sell? Ryan Zimmerman is overrated. Uh you know what? I, I think I will buy that. I think I will. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of think he's he can't a stay healthy. You know? The power wasn't really there last year, and haven't seen much of it when he has been around this year. I think he's a little overrated. Buy or sell? Logan Morrison is droppable. He is seventy fourth in head to head and eighty eighth in roto. I'm not dropping them, so I'm selling. <laughs> I've already dropped them a couple times. Really? And I was – it's just an at-bats issue mostly. Guillen hasn't been trusting against left-handers. and I think some of that is injury-related, though. I mean, he's been rusting him and Stanton. Yeah, maybe, but I, I don't think – I know somebody picked him up in the podcast league when I dropped him, but in the other league I dropped him in hasn't happened yet. I'm trying to think, who would you, who would you consider dropping him for? Would you drop him for Alan Craig? No. Okay. See, that I, to me was, right there means he's not droppable because, <laughs> well, I mean. Alan Craig, Craig's out there in some leagues, too. Alan I, Craig's I out mean, there in I half, wanted, league, half our leagues. I was in a situation where I had to start Logan Morrison, and that wasn't going so well. <laughs> so I, I had to get somebody in there who could give me some points now. Also, I wanted to uh, get just more pitchers on my bench. I needed a two-start option. So it was more that situation where – Okay, maybe there's not that many outfielders available that I'm excited about, but I, I just I, there's just other ways I need to use that roster spot. Okay, fellas, I'm putting my feet up and letting you do the work. Prospects report, hit me with it. Who do we need to know about? 
And, and it better be as good as last week when you gave us Friedrich because that was excellent. Good job. Okay, <laughs> Pressure's well, you, on. you want a, a big-name <laughs> prospect who fantasy owners might not be looking out at right now but might be one of those guys who just suddenly ends up in the majors one day and it's like, oh, I didn't know they were that soon to calling him up. Will Myers for the Royals at double-A, uh, coming off kind of a down year, hitting three thirty nine with 11 home runs. And, yeah, they're not off to such a hot start. Jeff Francoeur is not off to such a hot start. I could see that happening sooner than later. I also like Jake Odorizzi for the Royals uh, at double-A. Great numbers in the lower levels of the minors, but struggled when he got to double-A last year. I think some people were worried he might not be able to handle the, the higher competition. He so far has two 11 strikeout games, a 0.97 whip, and a 3.48 ERA, which is pretty good. I feel like if if the Royals do need a starter, they might just bypass Mike Montgomery at AAA, who's still struggling struggling with his control, and uh, go for Odorizzi instead. Uh, I also like Adam Eaton uh, for the Diamondbacks. Moved up to AAA after opening some eyes between Class A and AA last year, and it's kind of the same thing I, I said with Odorizzi. Uh, it's actually gotten better against the higher competition. 376 batting average and 969 OPS. Uh, he is potentially another Shane Victorino, I think. Good extra base pop with some homers in there. Steals, get on base, low strikeouts. Don't see an opening for him in Arizona right now. But it, it's clear that he's he's not just uh, – it, it's becoming more clear, I think, that he's a legit prospect and not just one of these minor league overachievers. Who do you got, Al? All right, I got some pitchers. Um, and this one, I know we talk about him a lot, but people are still always asking on Twitter, especially about Trevor Bauer. When's he coming up? Um, I think it might not be that soon because um, he's really struggling with control in A. He's uh, got – 25 walks in 41 in the third innings. That's pretty ugly. Now, the overall results are fine. He's got a 1.96 ERA, striking out well over a batter per inning. The whip is 1.26, which with that many walks isn't terrible. But I think the Diamondbacks have nothing to lose by letting him work things out a little bit longer. And again, this is double A, not triple A. So I would uh, temper expectations for a Trevor Bauer call up right now. Um, but a guy who's really been in the shadows um, and has really been in some ways much better, the Bauer is Tyler Skaggs at A for the Diamondbacks. Um, even more strikeouts per inning, um, only two walks per nine innings. Been a little bit bit by the home run bug, so he's got a 3.06 ERA, which is still you know nothing wrong with that. But Skaggs, uh, you know, don't leave him off your radar because he's actually having in many ways a better year. Than Bauer is. And then just a couple other prospects that people have been asking about. Danny Holtzen with the Mariners. Also some control issues. Uh, actually fairly similar numbers to uh, to Bauer. But uh, I was hopeful that Holtzen might be able to grab a spot with you know Kevin Millwood being so miserable. Um, but uh, he's got some things still to prove in AA. And then the Mariners' other uh, or one of their other big-time pitching prospects, Taiwan Walker, also in AA. Um, very, very good results. The strikeout per inning, 2.6 walks per nine, 1.30 ERA. So it's going to be, in both of those organizations, the Diamondbacks and the Mariners, it's going to be interesting to see who gets the first call up. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let's do emails here. All righty. I'm you ready. Anything to add? Nothing to add. Fantasy baseball at CBSI.com. First one is our, our pirate friend, Bart. Our mateys. I be in a twelve. I be in a twelve-team AL only roto league. These are hard to read. Always, 
the kind that me bucko Nando be calling a man's league. I be making the trade of giving me Swabby <laughs> Denard Span and getting a Felipe Paulino, a laddie with an 18-pounder of an arm. What EB graded me at that school of yours? The only school I ever be seeing is the shark circling when we dump the chum bucket. Fair winds, buckos. All right, he gave up span and he got Felipe Paulino. Uh, I think that's the first one I've been on for. Yeah, hilarious. 12 <laughs> team male only Roto League. What do you think? Shiver me timbers. I like Felipe <laughs> Paulino in this. So I, 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 I'm all pirated out here. <laughs> You like know, a twelve-team AL only roto league—it's hard to get. It's hard to get everyday hitters in there. And Spans having a pretty good year so far, a high average, stealing some bases. I think that's a good deal. I, I guess I like Paulino's strikeout potential, but I, I feel like you can you can make do with middle relievers if you get in a pinch. At you did it against pitcher. that. He gave up Denard Span to get Paulino. No, oh, okay, well. I'm just saying which side of the trade I prefer, the so stand side. Like, you like so, the so stand side. Scott is saying he got plundered. <laughs> he got, <laughs> yes, he did. There you go. All right, Matt in Cooperstown. Hello, team. Timasil. That's an Arrested Development reference. Yes, it is. Very funny. Uh, please grade the following trade. Unfortunately, Nando's not here, and I'm the only one who's seen Arrested Development. No, I've, I've seen it. Oh, you have? I just I need to watch it again. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't. Get some of the references, but you know, actually, I was, I, I was a big fan when it was when it was playing. Oh, you were? Uh, when it was actually on. I, I, I totally I, forgot about Timus, so I had to look it up yesterday when I saw this email. This is okay. one of the more obscure references. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you, Matt. Uh, please grade the trade for me. People like that. Five by five mixed roto keeper league. I received Tulo at sixty two dollars and Corey Spangenberg. Yeah, it's actually Spangenberg. Spangenberg. Okay, for Bumgarner at sixteen. Middlebrooks at five and minor leaguer Nick Castellanos. Hmm. It's hard to imagine keeping anybody for sixty two dollars, yeah. assuming this is a two hundred sixty dollar budget league. Uh you know, if you're playing for this year, then I I think it's a great trade. because um, Tulo's better than Bumgarner. But uh it, it does it does damage uh your your keeper options, I think. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, unless you're just in a total rebuild. I And, yeah, I mean, that's really expensive. But, you know, he, Tulo's the best player by far yeah. here. So uh, if it's a total rebuild, that's that's not a bad yeah, right. call at no, all. It's, it's too early to be playing. I, I think in in these kinds of keeper leagues, you you play for this year if you have any chance at all <laughs> and then worry about next year when you don't have a chance anymore. And it's still too early not to have a chance. So, yeah, go for it. Email from Matt traded Lincecum and Wright for Teixeira and Garza. I uh, I uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking at the parts in my. I I think I'd take uh, Teixeira and Garza uh, because I think uh, I think in the end I might rather have Garza than Lincecum, and I know I'd rather have Teixeira than Wright. I agree with that completely. And then he also adds he's got E5, Chris Davis, and Sandoval. So, you know, yeah. he's not going to miss right that much. And Sean Stack in New Brunswick, Canada, wants to know he's a first-time fantasy baseball player, doesn't understand, fully understand what we mean when we talk about Roto, head-to-head, points league, etc. cetera. Um, okay, Roto League is uh, you, you don't play an opponent every week. You just accumulate stats all season. When we say head-to-head roto, we're talking basically category leagues where you play against an opponent or multiple opponents every week. Uh, and if you win a category, you get a point for whatever. You get a point for it. And then a points league is just like a doubles worth two points and a singles worth one and 
a home runs worth four and a runs worth one, blah, blah, blah. And you accumulate points and you play against an opponent and you get either a win or a loss that week and you're 1-0, you're 1-1, and, and et cetera. And, um, and usually, yeah, when we say head-to-head, when we just say head-to-head and leave it at that, we mean head-to-head points. Yes, yes. Which should probably just start saying head-to-head points now. Yeah, I guess but, so. It's a lot of category people now. They're all over it, right? Mm-hmm. We're done. Done for the day. Thanks a lot, everybody. Tomorrow we'll help you get your lineup set for Fantasy Week 7 and recap Thursday's games. I don't even know how many games there are today. Six. Six, yeah. Love it. Love that. That is great. <laughs> oh, what a relief. Light show, light show. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to let me wake up 20 minutes later tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>